Welcome to Parenting Decoded, a podcast for practical approaches to parenting. I'm Mary Eschen, and thanks for listening in. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when teens won't show us respect and how to handle things when anger and other emotions are involved in our parenting situations. Has your teen or tween told you that you're the worst parent in the world? Many times? Or are you lucky enough to say, not yet? Well, don't be surprised if that once adorable toddler or elementary child who doted on your every word turns into some sort of swamp monster and turns on you. Sometimes they blow up at you over an issue that you think of as small. You didn't buy the right flavor of yogurt. You showed up two minutes late picking them up from practice. You nagged them too many times about cleaning up their room, or maybe you wore the wrong color shirt. Who knows? When they lash out at you like that, you just want to lash back at them, right? Tell them that they don't appreciate the million other things that you've done for them recently. It's not fair that you're the target and that they're treating you like dirt. We feel they don't show us any respect and we can't get them to no matter what we do. Respect is something we tell our kids is earned, not given. If you treat someone with respect, then you'll deserve respect, is the old adage. Well, that works for normal people. But we're talking about a teenager or a tween with only half a brain. What? Half a brain? Yep, half a brain. There are two issues with our kids' brains that are going on when they're acting disrespectful. The first is when kids move toward puberty, their brains slough off half their brain cells. Yep, half. That's where my half a brain comment comes in. The brain has been collecting lots of information for the first 12 years or so of of the child's life, and biologically, they need to make room in their brains to create new neurological pathways that will take them into adulthood and beyond. So during puberty, the body sloughs off brain cells. Many of us have heard comments that the teenage brain doesn't stop forming until the mid to late 20s. This is the science of what's behind that comment. The next part of the brain to understand is something that actually affects all of us at all ages. It's when emotion takes over our brains and activates our fight-or-flight response. If we're angry, yelling, or crying, a part of our brain called the amygdala takes over and gets all the blood flow, deactivating the part of the brain where decision-making happens. It's called our prefrontal cortex. If you have a teen, this means in emotional situations, they can be hit with a double whammy at once half a brain, and fight-or-flight mode, so you'd better watch out. So let's get back to our topic that we first started with in the podcast, lack of respect. If your teen lashes out, not only is their fight-and-flight activated, like I said, causing their thinking brain to shut down, but now you know they don't even have that many brain cells in the first place. So, does your house ever sound like this? Why are you so late picking me up? You're so thoughtless. You know I have to study for my test tomorrow. Dad, you never let me do anything fun with my friends. Leave me alone. Or how about, Mom, you never understand anything I say. My friends are just fine. It's you who aren't treating me right. And then there's the ever-present, No, I don't want to get off electronics now. I'm playing with my friends, so shut up and get out of my room. Whoa, those that packs a whole lot of disrespect, doesn't it? The two most common reactions we as parents have to bad attitudes like this looks like this. The first one would be that we actually try to remain calm and reasonable 
and we try to use our thinking brain. Yes, I was late, but things will be just fine. Or we'll try. I do too let you do fun things all the time. What about the time I let you? You could fill in the blank. We're trying to justify our behaviors. Also, there's some, we might sound like we have a family rule about electronics and you signed a contract, which you're violating right now. We need you to hold up your end of the contract. The complication with all those calm, reasonable things that we're saying is that we have our thinking brain, but our kids don't. They're in the position of being emotional. So some of us wind up going to the second possible reaction, which is that we get emotional as well and activate our fight and flight response. And we start battling with them. And we wind up sounding like, I do too treat you right. You just sit there on your lazy butt and you don't help out around the house at all. Why should I let you play computer all day and night? You have to help around the house or I'm never going to let you play the computer again. That might be common in your house. Or maybe something like, you're always talking back to me. Go to your room, but hand over that cell phone first. It's going away for a week. And maybe a brilliant comment like, you have to do it my way because I said so and I'm the parent. Well, obviously the complication here is that neither party has a thinking brain. Uh Uh-oh, huge problem. I want to offer a third alternative where both the parent and the teen have a thinking brain. Yes, it is possible for that to happen. How? You have to wait. You have to let all the emotion pass. Even though they are throwing all sorts of mean insults at you, you need to just take the time to get the emotion gone. Don't react. Don't engage and defend yourself. There's no good brain activity going on, so don't feed the monster. You can try some phrases like this in a really soft, loving voice. Mom, you're so stupid. It gets a response of, I know, in a really calm, boring voice. How about, Dad, why are you always picking on me? Gets a response like, oh, that's so sad. Some parents might even get flack for saying those things, so you might just need to grunt or hum as a reaction when they start showing disrespect. If you're really good at staying calm during all this, you might even hear them say something like, why do you keep saying that? Don't take the bait and try to defend yourself right now. Just take it. Feel free to say something like, I talk to kids who are calm. We'll talk later. And then leave the room. You're going to continue to wait until the emotion passes. And with some situations, this could be an hour. With some teens, though, it could be days. So, but you just want to wait until that opportunity arises. Now, once your teen has calmed down, you need to find an opportunity to talk. Sometimes you can just cuddle up with them when they're on the couch or at bedtime, while other times you need to create a situation where you and your teen can have what I call special time that's away from other family members and distractions. Maybe a walk, a a hike, or a drive in the car. For some of you who are worried that your teen might blow up on you when you're talking, when you start that discussion, I'd even recommend going to a sit-down restaurant, since most of the time, people behave better in public places. So go to a sit-down restaurant. That way, hopefully, your teen will behave better. Whatever you need to do, you need to follow up to make sure that disrespect doesn't linger and become a normal state of affairs in your home. Keep in mind that when you get this special time, You want to talk, not lecture. 
You're going to use love and empathy to communicate your unconditional love to your child. They need to know that even when they're hurting and at their worst, that you still love them and want to help them. Using phrases like, I could tell you were really upset. Can we talk about it? Will help. Then have a discussion and see if you can brainstorm how to avoid such outbursts in the future. As part of this discussion, you want to make sure that you tell them, it really hurt my feelings when you called me bad names. You know how much I love you, and in our family, we treat each other with respect. Then you get to allow your child to make up the feeling of ill will they created by coming up with some sort of way for them to pay you back, creating positive energy in your home again. It'll really help if you make dinner tomorrow with me. It'll help put some of that positive energy back into our relationship. Or you could ask them to do a special project around the house or even have them to do a special cleaning in their own room. They need to know that their behavior of treating you badly has a loving consequence. If you want, you can even give them a few choices to make it easier for them to restore your relationship to a more healthy state. I oftentimes have parents tell me that when they wait and let the emotions calm down, the teen will even apologize on their own. Why? Because their thinking brain came back online, and even they could tell they were out of control. You need to be sure that when they apologize, that there is still a consequence to restore your relationship. If you are loving and calm, the teen will understand, and they will most likely, willingly, do whatever task you agree on. A simple I'm sorry from them is just a bit too short and too easy. Some of you might say that your teen won't take the time or the effort to restore the relationship. If that's the case, then there's more going on, and you should reach out to me for further coaching or get some other counselor involved because things usually don't get better on their own when situations like that. I do have one last thought, especially for those of you who have younger kids. This emotional behavior, where the fight and flight response is activated, happens at all ages. So feel free to experiment on your two-year-old or your eight-year-old. With them, when they have a tantrum or a blow-up, you wait until the emotion passes, just like with teens. It's usually a lot easier with young kids because their recovery time can be as short as a few minutes. But the encouragement I want to give you is that it's really effective to practice these skills when the kids are young, the younger the better, so that when you get into the teen years, you can more easily pull off the waiting part um, during the emotional and disrespectful outbursts um, and wait, while we're waiting for their thinking brains to return when they're older. But if you do this while they're young, you can get really good at it. I hope you enjoyed hearing some ideas about how to bring respect back into balance in your household and how knowing a bit about brain science can help you create healthier and happier family relationships. That's all for now. Feel free to leave a review for me wherever you listen to podcasts or email me, mary at parentingwithlogic.com or visit my website, www.parentingwithlogic.com to see where I am speaking and when the next Parenting the Love and Logic Way class will be offered. Until next time, this is Mary Eschen at Parenting Decoded. Thanks for listening.